Welcome to the Heart Centered Sales Leader Podcast, your one-stop shop for building client relationships, scaling your business, and ultimately growing your income. When you are looking for your next step in personal and financial growth, we've got you covered. With your host, number one international best-selling author and heart-centered sales expert, Connie Whitman. Welcome to the Heart Centered Sales Leader Podcast on webtalkradio.net. Of course, I am your Heart Centered Sales Leader and host, Connie Whitman. So thank you for joining us today. Now, to help you on your journey of business growth, client growth, again, the whole sales leadership component of business, I have for you a gift. Go to my website, which is WhitmanAssos.com, and I have a free communication style assessment that will help you identify your communication superpowers, but it will also uh, share a report with you of your lowest score, which is your communication blind spots. Blind spots, probably a little bit more important even than our superpowers because we're shooting ourselves in the foot and we don't know why. So that little bit of information could be truly enlightening for you. So again, it's WhitmanAssos.com slash CSA for the communication style assessment. If you are loving the show, please, please subscribe so you don't miss an episode. And if you rate and review, I love reading and and you guys sharing your love with me. I feel it and I hope that you feel it coming back at you um, through the different shows. And of course, if you could share it with your peeps, that would even be better. Let's share the love on a global scale. Now, my motivational quote today is by Jim Rohn. And Jim says, take care of your body. It's the only place you have to live. Just love that quote. So how frequently do you hear this topic about health and wellness, life balance, self-care, and, you know, the list goes on and on, right? We've all heard it numerous times. Well, I don't know about you, but I feel like most of the time, it's almost too overwhelming to be able to piece together how we should move forward and what is the right resource tool or process for me. So of course I have an amazing guest today. Uh, my good friends and amazing, uh, expert is Julie Mann. Now Julie has been an actor for over 40 years. She's got an amazing personality and she's a life coach and EFT practitioner for more than 20 of those years. Now she uses her skills to help boost her client's confidence so that they can feel feel good about themselves. Now, 10 years ago, Julie started a health and wellness business and love helping men and women live happy, healthy, happy, sustainable lives. And I think that's a really important component. So please help me welcome Julie to the show. Julie, thank you for being on. Yay. Thank you, Connie. It's great to see you. And I love that quote by Jim Rohn. I love him. Isn't that amazing? And really, really, you know, Julie and I laugh because we're, um, Seasoned, which to me means we're hot and spicy people, but we're seasoned, right? We're not, you know, 30 or 40 anymore, yet we look darn good, girlfriend. And I was teasing Julie before we started the recording, and I said, I think because we both live joyous and happy lives, that that translates into um, how you look, really, because it's it's that vibration, that energy that we send out. So I think we have that youthful disposition. So, of course, we look youthful. If you don't think I look youthful, just stop listening to the show then. (laughs) So let's start, Jewel, by talking about what is your definition of health and well-being? So I think good health and well-being is looking at the whole person. So it's about mindset, it's about the body, but it's not just inside the body, it's actually outside the body. So it's the skin as well. So it's mind, body, and skin. It's looking at the whole. And I think um, most people know the basics, 
of good health. But actually, there are so many people that say that they wish they felt better or they wish they looked better. And maybe they try a short-term fix, they change their habits for a little bit. But because they're not committed to, Mm. they're not actually invested in their health and well-being, you know, it doesn't take long before those habits stop and they go back to old patterns. So it's really about having your mindset aligned to, you know, the goals that you say that you want physically. And then it all works together. But it is about looking at the long term and investing in your health every single day. And I'm not talking about being obsessive, but I'm talking about being mindful. Yeah, of everything we do. It's funny when you said the word commit, when I, right, I coach, but I also teach the management teams to coach their teams after they come through training because somebody has to sustain it after I do the training, right? I'm gone. Well, who's teaching them? Who's reinforcing? And whenever the employee, and I I do this, I say this in training, if your employee says at the end, you, you guys agree to some objective action steps, skills, goals, whatever it is, and the employee turns around and says, I'll try that. Your response as a coach is say, that's great. I'm so excited that you're on board. How about what will you commit to? And I said, change that paradigm of thinking because trying, yeah, I'm trying to lose weight as I shove the potato chip in my mouth, right? Versus I'm committed to losing weight. So I'm drinking, you know, my gallon of water a day. There's a big difference between trying and committing. So I love that you said that. And and the other thing you said, Julie, that I think is important. I think we think we have to be obsessed with things, which isn't the case at all, because now when you start to get obsessed, what do you do? You bring the overwhelm into the life. You bring that, that feeling of, I can never do this. So we're actually, it's counterintuitive by being obsessed. You're putting so much pressure on yourselves that that's when we backslide and we go back. It's too much. I just can't do it. I'm, I'm going to go back to the way I was. It was just easier. So I think committing, but not obsessing but committing to whatever those steps are, that's the magic, right? Because there is no magic pill, but that's that magic of the commitment versus obsessing. So I love that you 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 kind of um, defined that separately, which is really good. And I think as well, we need accountability. We need accountability for yeah. everything that we do. And whether or not that's put, setting a timer on your phone so that you don't overwork or, um, you know, whether that's about having a buddy that you exercise with, If we don't have some sort of structure, then we're not going to make it work. So that's why it's really powerful to surround yourself with people who are like-minded, people who are heading in the same direction, who or people who are not necessarily going to say, oh, shame you, you know, you fell off the the wagon. It doesn't matter. You know, there's always tomorrow rather than saying, you know, what are you committed to? Absolutely. It's funny what you just said, you know, not overworking. So I, I have a problem with that. So my husband is my timer. He'll come down. Do you know what time it is now? I'm on the computer. I could easily see it. I don't ever look at the time because I'm working. I'm in flow, whatever. And he says, yeah, it's time for you to shut down. I'm like, oh crap. I, I didn't even realize it because we're hungry. We want to have dinner. I'm like, oh, okay. Yeah, I'm shutting down. I'm like, give me five more minutes. But then I know he's calling down. <laughs> Uh, five minutes is up. So I'm just giggling because he is my timer because I really go down the rabbit hole of work. And then, you know, well, one more thing, ooh, one more thing. That's, it's a problem, right? It's a disease I have. Um, I have another question, Julie. Did, go ahead. absolutely love what you do. I do. People are on that hamster wheel, but they don't love what they do. So yeah. actually, it's, it's, it's good and it's not so good because obviously it means that your family don't see you so much unless he, he comes in and says, now, now, stop. 
Exactly. Yeah, but I do. I love what I do. So yeah, that maybe that's part of the joy in my day as well, right? So that I I do look youthful. See, I'm pushing that, guys. I'm pushing the youthful. <laughs> You're going to believe me by the end of the show. Anyway, I'm so I'm just being a goofball. Now, did Julie, did your family like is this something that you were taught from when you were a little girl about good health and good habits and stuff? No, absolutely not. I oh, didn't really? know um drinking water was so beneficial. I think that there was a stage in my life where my parents had some money and they bought a property that had some land and they did start growing vegetables and they did grow some fruits. And I remember my mum was constantly harvesting and then putting it in the freezer and getting quite annoyed, actually, because it was so much of it. So I do remember that. But I also remember when they didn't have money, on a Saturday tea time, we call it, uh, we used to have to, me, my twin brother, my younger brother, we used to have to have three slices of white bread before we could have anything. And that was simply to fill us up. And after that, we were allowed some crisps. And then we were allowed an Arctic roll, which is sort of a sponge roll with ice cream in it, with jam in it. Very Yum. Nice. And um, also these little ice gems, which were circular biscuits with a little dollop of icing on them. I absolutely hate them now, but they were bright, bright colours, almost you know, luminous colours. And um, that was the treat. But my mother didn't even teach me how to cook. And when I went to drama college when I was 21, first time I'd ever been away from home, I remember really most of the time I lived on peanut butter and banana toasties and chips and alcohol. You know, that was about it. Did you gain weight or do you have like a really good metabolism that even though you weren't eating the best, that you still were able to, because that's what I find too, people who are thin and they eat absolute crap, they're like, yeah, but I don't gain weight. Okay, but what is it doing to your insides, right? <laughs> your, you know, your, your liver or your, your kidneys working overtime to process all the crap. So did you gain weight or were you one of those lean, mean machines? I think there has been periods in my life where I... I did gain weight. Um, I was probably about 11 stone. I'm now um, about nine and a half stone. A what? A what? Nine and a half stone. Yeah, no, you call it stone. I, I'm still working in stones, actually. So I've no idea how much that is in metric. But anyway, kilos, how many? Don't know. Probably okay. six kilos, something like that. Okay. Uh, we're, we're pounds in the United States. Remember, we're not metric here in the U.S., so like, we're like, uh, I'm going to say I'm 120 pounds. Everybody listening is like, yeah, right. Like a kid is 120 pounds, right? So just so funny. So yeah, so you have had, <laughs> let's not go down that rabbit hole. So yeah, so you've had where you've had um weight and then, you know, taking control to lose the weight. Because I think that's the other thing too, Julie. People, people take action when externally they don't look as good or internally they feel kind of crappy but even internally if they they're feeling crappy but they look good on the outside i almost feel like sometimes they're like eh, it's not that bad once the outside starts to visually become distorted you know gaining weight or, or what have you a, unable to walk um because you're carrying too much weight that kind of thing i think that's when people uh, maybe react and act more commit on a deeper level i mean i could be way off with that so when I was a teenager, I do remember going on lots of bad diets. So mm. I remember, and actually, my body was fine. I was so unhappy with who I was. I, so, yeah, I just thought I should be someone else, that I wasn't good enough, ultimately. Yeah. Um, Sad. And, 
remember doing the, the bacon and egg diet, the cheese and raisin diet, cubes of cheddar cheese and a handful of raisin three times a day. Madness. And of course, I'd feel great because I'd be in control. And I feel very pleased with myself that I would do that. And then, of course, the diet would end. And then I feel terrible. I wasn't looking at the long term. I didn't know how to um, really address the, the way I was feeling because no one taught me how at that point. It's feel- sad. Yeah. yeah, it's sad, but I think a lot of people go through that, that we're trying, we feed, right? The eating disorder is you're trying to feed a void within yourself. And the reality is you have to address whatever that void is that the food will never fill it, right? Or the alcohol or the pills or whatever it is that we use as our filler, so to speak. If you had periods in your life where you just, like when you look back where you thought, wow, I can't believe that I was in that dis- dis-ease, right? Where I was not um, healthy at all or kind of overall a pretty healthy life. So when I went to drum college, as I said, when I was 21, I became bulimic, very mildly bulimic. So I would binge. Ugh. But I looked kind of normal, whatever normal is. I'm doing air quotes now. Yes. But I just felt so unhappy inside, and you're right about that emptiness. And then, of course, I'd binge. I wouldn't taste the food. It would be like a quick anesthetic, and uh, I'd feel better sort of while it was happening. Sure. And then I'd feel all that shame that goes with it. So if anyone listening can relate to that, it's a, it's an awful, awful time I was going through. Um, and I rebelled really very late in life. It's when I was in my 30s, and I went around the world with a friend of mine, and I just partied really hard. So I was in my 30s. My daughter now says, oh, my goodness, mum, you should have known better. She's 23. But um, at the time, I was just lost. I was smoking 30 cigarettes a day. Wow. I was drinking excessively. And I was taking a lot of drugs. And a lot of that time, that year that I spent away, a lot of those memories I don't have because I can't remember what happened, really. Wow. Yeah. So it was, although it was in in one respect, a very exciting time to discover all that new stuff. It was also a really awful time, really awful time, because um, I was looking for love in all the wrong places. Yeah, and we've all been down that road. And it's the it's funny, um, so the bulimia, I want to go back to that in a minute, but it's funny looking for love in all the wrong places, right? Eating and drinking too much, partying too much, all of that. Um, and then we have the shame after it, right? So it's just, it's, um, it's interesting how the mind works that while you're doing it, you know, it's wrong, but whatever void it's filling. And then after the fact, you knew it was wrong all along, but that, then you, then you're allowed to be- beat yourself up right after the fact. It's just, we're, we're on this crazy roller coaster ride, um, in our mindset. So that's why really I think there's a lot of talk about mindset these days, but the bulimia, how did you, um, grow out of it. I, again, I don't know. I, I don't know what that process looks like just for anybody listening that maybe has a daughter or they are going through it. Is there something that you did specifically to relieve that need to binge and purge, right? At one point. So, so for me, it would be that I would eat so much and then I'd make myself sick or I would take laxatives, which are really awful. And I remember once I, I came home from drama college for a holiday and my mum found a packet of Exlax, which is a brand, um, in, in, well, actually, she found it in my pocket, but the dog had got hold of it. And so the dog wasn't very well in the garden. So um, it was 
to see, you know. And she said to me, what is this? What's happening? But she didn't really um, have the skills to do anything about it. I sure. think she passed it off as a one-off thing that I perhaps, you know, that I was a bit constipated and that was that. And I think really it was only when I started to discover that I had some power in terms of my mind that I started developing that, that I actually realized uh, what I was doing and why I was doing it. And um, and then I could change that behavior. So it was only because when I became conscious of it that I could change anything. And I think that's the thing. We often do these things unconsciously. Yeah. It's only to interrupt that pattern and yet what am I doing? Yeah. And, and I think, you know, compared to when we were kids, Julie, now there's just so much more information, which I don't know is a good thing or a bad thing, right? But there's so much more information. So people don't feel alone. Because, you know, back then, I bet you probably hid the fact of that, that eating, right? And then the x lax. But you, you didn't know necessarily, maybe somebody else down the, in, on the dorm was going through the same thing, but it wasn't okay to talk about it back then because we, it, we didn't know what it was, right? It hadn't really been defined when we were kids. It was an eating disorder. What did that mean, right? So, um, yeah, there's so much more information, which I guess is, is a good thing, but it's funny because again, eating disorders, drinking disorders, I think we have a lot of mental health issues here in the United States and, and, and I'm not minimizing any of that by any stretch of the imagination. I think we need to discuss it more, shine lights on it more so people realize I'm not alone. And then the byproduct of that is also there are resources that maybe I didn't know to look for. I was afraid to look for. Somebody might look at, you know, my, if, if I share a computer with a brother or sister at home, maybe they're going to see what I was searching. So all of that shame that goes into it. So I think by shining the light and talking about things, um, it, it gives people an alternative than just being, you know, miserable and thinking I'm a mess, right? That that self judgment. I think talking about it is is absolutely vital, and there's only so much talking about it you can do. I mean, yeah. If you don't take action, nothing changes. So yeah. it's not about it, it's the way in which we talk about it. Are we talking about it to um, just alert people to what's happening? Are we talking about it because we actually want to change that? You know, are we asking for help. What it, What is it? It's not just talking about it, I think. And it's really important to address it, to actually take responsibility and say, this is what's going on for me and I don't know what to do. Yeah, be honest with yourself, right? Again, everybody, yeah. you know, you guys listening, it's easier, clearly easier said than done. But if you, uh, you know, you know someone that's ha that has a problem or you assume or you, you maybe you think there's a problem, you know, how can you help them? And sometimes somebody just needs a hand out, right? Reaching to pull them out of, you know, that, that hole that they're, they're falling into, right? So we really do want to share that love and respect and kindness because I think some, we all need hand, we all need that hand at some point in our life, right? To that lifeline. It almost becomes a lifeline. So what, what did you want to say something else before I ask my next question? I'm sorry. I didn't mean to interrupt you. The other thing is that we are role modeling all of the time and we can do it in very subtle ways, but our children, hmm. the people around us will pick up subtle clues and they will make all sorts of decisions based on our behavior so actually for us to think that what we do is doesn't have a, an impact on other people i think is a little bit short-sighted it's true 
right? It's the pebble in the pond. We, you know, I, I use that, I use that expression a lot, but it's our, there, there's always a repercussion, right? That, that pebble in the pond is such a great visual because it's everything we do, right? The pebble plops into the water, but then that ripple effect, how far does that ripple effect goes depends on the severity of the situation, habit, whatever it is that we're, or the people that we're surrounded by, how impactful are we being? It's amazing. It really is amazing. I watched a movie last night on Netflix with my uh, husband and it was about uh, an orphanage uh, for boys originally down in Mexico. And the uh, gentleman grew up on the street. His dad passed away, right, in, in an accident. And he ended up on the street. Fast forward, I think he became a thug at some point. At least that's what they allude to. But then in the end, he starts this orphanage, him and his wife, for all of these wayward boys. And at the end, they're going to lose the, the orphanage, right, because they were out of money. The bank was going to take it away. And all of the things that he did, right, to survive, because he didn't want those boys to go back to the street. And again, it's that idea of what a what a, a saint right that he was um, whatever his journey in life was but that commitment to those kids he was their lifeline right and and trying to teach them not to live on the streets and become thugs to make something of themselves right what a huge burden but what a huge responsibility he took on so the movie was just amazing and I don't remember the the name of it but it was about a Mexican orphanage and it was based on a true story so there's people out there that are lifelines for people which is just like to me at the end, I was like, wow, what a guy. And then they showed photos at the end of him, you know, current in current day. And, and you just, you gotta love people like that because, you know, he could have said, Hey, not my responsibility, man, figure it out. I figured it out, but to pay it forward in such a, a grand gesture, you know, there's people out there that really are wonderful lifelines for all of us. You just have to be willing to open your heart. Yeah, and but the thing is, I think, Connie, that we can every single one of us can make a difference. I agree. Just by smiling at someone yeah. and changing the day. There are so many little things that we can do, and I think sometimes it's true. We can imagine that we're a bit powerless, but actually, we have enormous power, and we can do it in very in in little ways that have a huge impact on people. Yeah, kindness is 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 what's going to change the world. I agree. Kindness and love. I agree a hundred percent. You know, you know me, my whole mantra with the sales thing. If you're not selling from a place of love, care and respect, stop because you're doing it wrong. (laughs) And I know I say everybody's like, yeah, there she goes again. But it's true. Everything we do right to serve others. And in my case, a business, your case, a business, we have to come from that place of love, care and respect. Otherwise, what what are we doing? Right. What the hell are we doing here? Why? Why did you start this online global health and wellness business it's just about a decade right it's a little over nine years ago what made you do that like that's a big commitment from acting to that divorce connie is the simple answer <laughs> so my husband out of the blue asked me for a divorce we've been wow. married about 15 years Ugh. and working as an actor and also as a life coach and eft practitioner which for those of you that don't know is a tapping technique without a pension And being in my mid-50s, approaching 60, Mm. was not great. I needed something, and it had to be flexible. And I never in a million years, Connie, thought that I would have the business that I have. But I have to say, Mm. it's become one of the best decisions I've ever made. And I love that I can fit it around absolutely everything, work when I want to work, and um, create the life that works for me, and build that pension for myself. 
Yeah, and you there, you had a post the other day. You were somewhere at some event, and you were all garbed up with your. I think they were with your actor friends, right? It was it, it felt theatrical to me, but I could be re- way wrong. But it was such a fun photo, and I love I love seeing my peeps in their element and just joy, you know, emanating from being around the people that are like minded and everything. So I agree, right? We open a business, a lot of responsibility, a lot of sleepless nights because you don't have that steady paycheck, right? We which is one of, you know, it's one of the things that we accept as, as business owners. Um, but the freedom of income, the freedom of our time, the freedom to live the life we want, um, the, the, the risk reward for me, you know, 20 years ago, I made that leap and never looked back. So yeah, I, I totally get it. What have been some of the biggest successes for you working with people in their trajectory of you helping them with the with the health and wellness you, you know what I mean for me when I started my business I, I just knew the basics about health but I didn't know certain things that now knowing those things has made a massive impact so it's given me the power to really take care of myself inside and out but also when I can share that with other people that gives me enormous joy and, you know, I think that life is meant to be enjoyed. You enjoy your life. I enjoy my life. And I think that it's really, really important to love what we do and also to have an impact on the world. And Agreed. That, that's the, the great thing is that I work with people uh, in, in, who do very different things that have a vision. They have a vision of a life that, that is going to make them happy. You know, they're already people who who experience joy and they're, they're great connectors and they're great communicators. And they really want to pay things forward and to create a life that's not an ordinary life. So ordinary is fine. An ordinary life is fine. But extraordinary is what I'm after. You and me both, sister. I hear you on that. Right. The Just, you know, there's there's a book out there. Uh, Good is the enemy of great. And I, I use that quote, I, I, you know, weekly, daily almost, because when things are good, eh, things are good. We don't change because it's good, right? I don't have to worry about that. I'm on autopilot and that becomes the enemy of great because to become great, you have to become uncomfortable when things are good. And that's that extraordinary leap that I think for me, that's, that's how I interpret being extraordinary, right? It's things are good. I'm blessed. I'm grateful. Yes. Now I need to get uncomfortable because being good is good, but I need to be great. And how can I do that? How can I show up bigger? How can I serve bigger? How can I help more people? How can I change more lives? Right. That is, is that's my soul. I, I think that is my soul's journey, my soul's purpose, um, for sure. And I think it's yours as well. Why? I was going to, I was going to say that some of the things that I've learned, I think might be useful to your, um, your listeners actually. In terms of health, because we're talking about health. 100%. Um, things that I didn't realize is that health starts in the gut. So the gut is now being considered the second brain. So it's a thinking thing. And um, if you really nourish the gut, you will not only be much more balanced in terms of your emotions, but your, your, your body will function better, but also it will show up on your skin as well. So your skin is likely to grow. So it's really to glow, not grow. So it's really important that you are looking after your gut. That is number one. And also, you know, because it's no longer about what you eat and drink. What you put in, of course, that matters. But what you put on your skin matters because that's absorbed. And one of the things I think that 
these are things that I didn't know before I started my business, that there are three ingredients. There are many ingredients in products, particularly in the States, actually, that are allowed. That I know. It's absurd. Mm. You guys are much stricter in England. We, we are. But I think there are three ingredients that I would kind of watch out for. So mineral oil is something that's in most products um, around the world, in stores, online, whatever. And it's a byproduct of the petrochemical industry. So it sounds like it's something really great and earthy and wonderful, but actually it's a waste product. And because it's so expensive to dispose of, they sell it to the skincare industry to bulk up products. So people think they're getting this great big bargain full of, you know, great products, great ingredients. But actually, the ingredients make up a very small proportion of that actual product. It's full of these cheap, cheap fillers. The other thing is parabens. So parabens are designed to preserve the life of the product. And some of these products have to be on the shop and in the store for seven to nine years. So they've got to be preserved. And now evidence is showing that these parabens are showing up in breast cancer tumors. Mm. So these are things to avoid. The other thing is phthalates. So phthalates are in products and phthalates actually are hormone disruptors. Now, the last thing we need is for our hormones to be disrupted. So those three things, I mean, the first one, mineral oil, it's fairly harmless. It sits on the skin, but basically it doesn't really allow the skin to do what it's supposed to do. It's the largest organ. It's meant to breathe. It's yes. a deep So it just sits there. It looks great, but actually it's not really allowing the body to work efficiently. So most products on the market include at least these, these three products. So I think that might be useful for your for your listeners to know. It's crazy. And just, you're right, in the United States, we are further behind you guys as far as your government has a list of, for the uh, beauty industry, that they are not allowed to include, and those ingredients are still included in the United States, because it's big business, right? So it's, you know, who's going to go to Capitol Hill and fight it? It's it's an uphill battle. So yeah, I, I totally understand that. Another question I want to go back to, you talked about the gut health. What are some, yeah. rec- so th- Thank you for that. Love that tip, guys. Mineral oil, phthalates, and parabens. And parabens. And yeah. parabens. So yeah. just watch out for those three ingredients. You know I'm going to, tonight, when I go upstairs, I'm going to check out all of my uh, cosmetic. Although I'm pretty selective in uh, all of the products I use, especially on my skin, that I am highly aware of. I try to do organic and natural and, and things like that. So, yeah. Um, but It's animal testing, though, isn't it, as well? And that... Yeah. Everything we use, so we're washing, cleaning our teeth, we're doing all this stuff, we're washing and it's all going down the drain, it's going to the river, it's going to the sea. Exactly. If we, you know, if we don't keep the sea healthy, we are in big trouble. And I haven't realized until recently the statistic actually, apparently between 70 and 80% of our planet's oxygen is produced by marine plants. Yes. Most of which are marine algae. So if the ocean dies, we die too. That's that's the reality. I think people don't think of the impact of the environment. So, and those that do are becoming more conscious and wanting to be conscious consumers. Absolutely. They want to buy from a brand that has integrity. They want to know that it's not tested on animals. That it's a sustainability yeah. uh, plan. But also, they want results. People want results as well. Yeah. 
Yeah. And it's funny because the natural is, is, is going to get better results anyway. Um, you know, the problem is the five and dime or the, the drugstore down the street, you know, you could buy something super, super cheap and no name brand and it's, it's made up of crap, but we think we're, you know, oh, it's, it's a moisturizer, right? It's going to take the fine lines out, but what are we really putting in our body? So guys, be mindful of that. The other thing you mentioned about the ocean, there's a great movie on Netflix called Sea Spiracy. Did you see it? It's just shocking, shocking, and it's a must watch. It's a must watch. And, you know, we're all worried about the straws in the ocean. 51% of what's killing the ocean is uh, the fishermen's uh, 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 lines, the plastic from the line. You got to watch it, guys. Seaspiracy, it'll change. It'll change how you look at um, at the earth, at the, at the ocean, and how we're contributing to killing ourselves one step at a time. Truly, truly, it's an eye-opener. So uh, I'm glad you mentioned that as well, because the Seaspiracy, great, great movie. Um, another question, gut, gut health. What are some recommendations, because we're almost out of time, but that gut health, I keep hearing it more and more and more. What can my listeners do to start to improve that gut health or raise awareness to their gut health? Or wh- where would you start with that? What are some of your tips? If people want to send me an email, get in touch with me, great. I make recommendations for um, products that are great for gut health. But basically, you want a, a prebiotic and a probiotic and digestive enzymes. And you really want to be building that that gut, you know, that, that microbiome in the gut, you want to look after that because that is really, I think, the secret to, to great health. Um, oh, I love it. So pre-probiotic, pro, pre probiotic. I take a probiotic. I don't know that I take a prebiotic. And what was the other one, an enzyme? Digestive enzymes, yeah. Yeah, yeah so we're going to talk. You're going to have to – I'm going to email you. No, I'm <laughs> But I've learned what I've learned. And, um, you know, these are facts that I have. So, yeah. I love it. So gut health, skin health, right? The skin is the biggest organ we have in our body. Just be mindful of what you're putting on it, guys. Uh, you know, we ingest as well, but what we're putting on the external, we don't think about it often. Um, you know, are you clogging pores? Are you causing disease within your body without realizing it? And the pub, the PABA, what you were saying, the, um, it's, it's showing up in breast tumors and cancer and stuff like that. So again, what we're putting on our body, our body's absorbing it and it's, again, generating or creating these, um, because it's not a natural thing to our body, these foreign objects, our body's responding through cancer and other things. It's just, we're killing ourselves. We know we're killing ourselves, but that element of change to change is really, really hard. So here's the deal, guys. I hope that Julie has just like, what, what, what? I hope that your your synapses are firing or on fire where the light bulbs are going off and you're thinking, man, I have to have a conversation with this lady because she's freaking brilliant. So if you email her again, she can do that little quick consult with you or schedule a time to specially review that gut health. So you guys know I'm doing it for sure. But email Julie at juliemanbiz, B-I-Z, at gmail.com. Julie, J-U-L-I, man, M-A-N-N, double N, and then biz is B-I-Z, at gmail.com. Also check out her website, which is julieman1, the number one, numerical number one, dot arbon.com. So julieman1 at dot arbon, arbon is A-R-B-O-N-N-E dot com. And um, 
Also, there's a Be Well, Live Well uh, club that Julie has. I'm going to include that in the show notes. It's a long URL. I will post it so you guys could find her. Also, you are doing a five-day challenge. Yes, please tell us about that. Five-day challenge is all about saying yes when you want to say no. It's a five-day challenge. So it's to stop that habit. And it's going to be great fun. It'll be simple things for people to do daily for five days. There'll be a Facebook group. So there'll be lots and lots of support, accountability. But also there will be prizes. There'll be prizes every day. Brilliant. And it's just really a way of people becoming conscious of when they say yes to something that really they end up resenting and then they don't have time to do the things that they do want to do. So this is really about becoming conscious, having fun and um, doing it with a bunch of other people. So you guys, you know, I'm going to be there because Julie, I, I stalk her. She stalks me. It's, it's, uh, you know, we fell in love with each other and our friendship has grown in literally a couple of months and we're across the world, right? You're, you're across the pond, as they say in, yeah. in England. So I will be doing that challenge with her as well. So that show, that link will also be in the show notes so that you guys could uh, check in, click in, and and uh, be part of the fun with that as well. So again, any questions, uh, short-term, julieman1, I'm, I'm sorry, uh, julieman.biz at gmail.com. Find out what you're doing about your gut health. And again, uh, Julie could give you a list of those things that we're putting on our skin that we really shouldn't be, especially here in the U.S. And join the challenge. Hey, let's have some fun together. I love it. And we'll meet, Julie, you and I get to meet more people as well uh, through the Facebook group. So I'm always up for meeting new peeps. So cool. Thank you so much. I can't wait for the uh, challenge. Again, I'll put all that info uh, in the uh, show notes. Julie, thank you so much. I always love hanging out with you. I feel... Your, your extent of knowledge is wonderful. Your tips are great and easy to apply. Um, you're so approachable and I'm just really, really happy that you are on my show, but I'm happy that you're in my life. I truly, you, you are a joy to me. So thank you so much for, for being on and, and share. I, I'm happy to share you with my peeps. Oh my goodness. I couldn't agree more. I love you, Connie Whitman, and I love what you do. So thank you for asking me. Uh, always a pleasure. We'll be in touch. We'll, we'll do the, you, you'll be sick of me by the end of the five day challenge. I'll be like, Julie, guess what I did today? <laughs> all the prizes. <laughs> well, I'm competitive. So, you know, I have to win all the prizes, by the way. So all my listeners. Yeah. You're competing with me. I don't know. I don't know. It's going to be an uphill battle for you. Just saying. <laughs> Thanks again, Julie, for being on. Great show. Thanks for all the tips and and ideas that you shared. Uh, Truly appreciate it. And I hope you will join me weekly as we question, build, and discover together that no matter where you are in your business, career, whatever is going on in your life, I really do hope that my guests and I provide those tips and strategies and little ideas that you can apply, hopefully, right now, right after you listen to the show. Um, application for me is where the magic happens. We want to change our lives. We want to change the world. Let's do it together. You have to take a step forward. So get a little uncomfortable with me here, um, but try something new. Um, thank you all for joining me. Thank you, Julie, for joining me. Um, you've been listening to the Heart Centered Sales Leader Podcast with me, your Heart Centered Sales Leader Podcast host and, and, uh, Connie Whitman. I was going to say, and guest. No, I'm not the guest. I'm the host. I wish you all an amazing week full of inspiration, full of change, full of love and full of amazing thing. And truly, I am honored to have you on this journey with me. Uh, stay in touch, everyone. And I look forward to seeing you next week. Thanks, Julie. Have a good week, everybody. You've been listening to the Heart Centered Sales Leader Podcast. 
Thanks for tuning in to hear Connie Whitman and her expert guests share tips, tools, and strategies that can be implemented immediately. Be sure to subscribe so that you don't miss a single episode. And while you're at it, please leave a rating and review and share it with your friends. Tune in every week for more exciting insights and strategies on increasing your business's ROI. And always remember, lead with heart and your sales will follow.